Wow. It's it's been ages since we've done a heart spell uh, episode. Yeah. It feels so good to be back here with you all. I feel like I'm breathing again. I feel like my creativity is flowing again. My chakras have been unblocked. (laughs) (laughs) It feels right, you know? Yeah. It's like um, I had blocked chi in my Mm -hmm. body and then someone has gone and uh, filled my blood full of um, magic and it has unblocked my chi. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, writing this chapter was like... uh, you know, in the time where we weren't doing heart spells, I kind of like, it was in the background. And then I was like mm-hmm. dreading getting back to it because like, how does writing even work? And then it was like hard I, for I a second. Know. And then I got into the flow and then <laughs> the, it, it all came back. That's the thing. It's the starting is the difficult bit. And then yeah. once you get going in our particular universe of Heartspell, it's just so easy because the characters are so realized. They just, yeah. take, they just, the story flows through them. They just sort of do what they want, you know, and you're just like barely in control. They're just like making their own decisions. And, and you're, you're like, like my crazy I, I can't even control yeah. it. Yeah. And you're like, when you haven't been writing for a few weeks, um, you're like, oh no. Am I letting my OCs down? You know, just like the same way when you haven't talked to a friend in a while and you're yeah, like, mm, it's going like, to be awkward sad? if I reach out again. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then you once, you once you get there, you know, once you wake up your OCs uh, again, once you like, call <laughs> you them again. You take them out of the bed where they've been sleeping. You, you put the alarm on. Um, yeah. You give them a cup of coffee. You say it's time to dance for and me and my children. It's awkward for a bit, but then you really get uh, into the zone, you know. Yeah. yeah, you can you can see them taking their like first steps out of bed, and you're like, "Oh, I'll catch you if you fall." And then you're like <laughs> putting your hands out, and they collapse into your arms, and you're like, "I will always be here for you." Sorry, mm-hmm. I, that got away from me a bit. <laughs> yeah, that is just what I felt um, writing this chapter, and you will see. Yeah. So welcome back to Heartspell. Uh, Patreon bonus episodes with us, your yeah. friends. Um, yeah, your friends, and it's your also your favorite kind of bonus. Yeah, it's your favorite bonus. It's uh, our favorite product. bonus. Am I right? Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's, um, Valentine's Day bonus. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, you bonus. Um, so yeah, I don't know what episode this is because I can never remember. Fourteen. Fourteen um, Chap- on the fourteenth. Chapter fourteen. Yeah. Mm. Ah, that's so meaningful. Maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, so is two times yeah, it seven. Is. seven. We is are recording number. on the so fourth. That's true. This is double magic. We are, yeah, yeah, we are recording on the fourteenth, and it is chapter fourteen. Yeah. Oh, it's fate. It's like meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So before we get into the chapter, which I know you're all waiting for, we thought we'd do a, a brief catch up with our good friend Carla Savola <laughs> and the Bella Forest lawsuit and how that's been going and if there's any news for that. So, Janosch, you, you got any updates? Yeah, there's a bit of an update. Um, <laughs> there was one thing that was posted on Facebook by uh, someone named Ellie who I don't know how, uh, where they get all these uh, information. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they found, like, um, a court ruling... Uh, mm-hmm. where they say, uh, yeah, I'm sharing the complaint that Carlo filed in Washington State earlier this month. Um, this was in January. Uh, and this is apparently just Carlo's side. This is um, Carlo Savola um, for causes of action against defendant Emma Murphy and nominally only against defendants Amazon.com. 
<laughs> as well as audibling. Maybe maybe Carlos is an is a comrade because he is trying to sue Amazon. He's trying to but take down is, Amazon. He's but just trying reason. to get his. He's just trying to get the passwords. He yeah. doesn't have the login information, and he wants it. Yeah, like this is um, kind of what we speculated, right? That he probably him and Amber have both been locked out of the of the password. Uh, mm. Where to submit like the Bella Forest books, or where to like cash in the yeah. uh, the, the money that you earn there, and uh, yeah, so all the Bella Forest books that have been sold on Amazon since like in the past few months, probably are just like frozen in in their accounts, which is fun. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah, at least that means that they don't get any money from that car. Doesn't get any money from like what we bought, probably. Yeah, which is nice to think of. <laughs> yeah. Um, mind you, I'm sure these books are pretty easy to pirate. Yeah. Uh, uh, I will just, maybe. like, address the <laughs> faction uh, called, or, or the section in this uh, court ruling that says, facts, and these are, this is <laughs> like all Carlos' statements. Oh, this, this is um, so funny. It's, it's, it's so funny because he always talks like this in legal documents. And like, even though it's supposed to be like in legal language or whatever, this sounds very similar to the way he was like trying to refute all the accusations and yeah. when he was banned from the NSA or <laughs> uh, the NFA. And uh, it's just, it's very funny. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, it says facts. HPL facts. is in the business of inter alia publishing fiction books, including uh, in electronic, in quotes, ebook and audiobook e-book. formats. Mm-hmm. Mr. Carlos Chavola developed HPL's business model after years of experience in e-commerce and international business transactions. Mr. Chavola is HPL's sole director and ultimate beneficial owner. The dispute uh-huh. relates to certain books published by HPL under the fictitious pen name Bella Forest, in brackets, the Bella Forest books. <laughs> yeah. Is that what they're called? <laughs> the Bella Forest books. The Bella Forest. And this is where Pick it out the that, it's crisper without it. Um, uh, the next paragraph says, The pen name Bella Forest was coined by Mr. Savola and has been registered on behalf of HPL in the United States Patent and Trademark Office since 2013. I'm trying to, I'm trying to imagine Carlo uh, sitting in his office with a statue of his giant golden yeah. bull behind him. <laughs> And and he's he's sat on the table. He's got his he's steepled his fingers and he's frowning and he's thinking, okay, right. I'm, I need to. I'm trying to sell my sexy romance vampire novel. Um, mm. What am I going to base this on? And he'd watched Twilight the night before because that's the kind of thing he likes to watch. Um, that's his sort of thing. Um, yeah, he mm-hmm. loves he's a Bitcoin way. man and yeah. he loves cellos and big cars. And he also loves Twilight. Um, and he was like, wow, Bella is in a forest. This is genius. And then he gave mm-hmm. his golden bull a little slap for good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, how he next, invented it. The next paragraph also feeds into it because it says, Mr. Savola personally wrote one of the Bella Forest books. I can't believe this. Titled <laughs> I can't The Gender Game. <laughs> I do not believe. U.S. copyright for registration second. for The Gender Game in his own name. I believe that somehow it ended up with the copyright being in his name for whatever yeah. reason. Like, however, that was finagled with the ghostwriters or whatever. But I do not for a second believe that Carlos Savola, Italian con man, allegedly no way. Uh, wrote the fucking gender games. No way. 
It's such a funny little um, detail to this whole story, though, because I think it's maybe the funniest book you could have written. Yeah. I know. Forrest Gump. The gender game. I think maybe and if he'd also, written the original Shade, that would have been pretty funny as well. But yeah, what the fuck? Also, it's completely irrelevant to the claims. Yeah. Like, why, why would that matter that he wrote one of the books titled The Gender Game? Yeah, because then surely doesn't that just absolutely prove he had nothing to do with the rest? Yeah. I mean, obviously, copyright is different and there's, like, different precedents regarding ghostwriters. But my first thought wouldn't be like, well, actually, I wrote one of her 192 books. So A uh, late one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like, the fact is that, you know, why... Why would he write that one at that particular time and not like the early ones? Um, and it's just, it's just the fact that this is the single one which he has named copyright on, and he's trying to use that to like solidify his claims. It's just so funny because that just makes it seem less likely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It honestly it weakens his case. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm gonna. I mean, we can get onto the Facebook stuff in a minute if you want to yeah. carry on with. Yeah. I'm going to skip over the next one that is just, it just says that Amazon publishes all of these. And then it says, the business developed by Mr. Savola has been highly successful, resulting in HPL earning millions of dollars in royalties from the sale of the Bella Forest books. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, True. And there's some more publishing stuff. And then we get to, uh, get to Amber. It says, uh, in approximately 2012, HPL by and through Mr. Savola <laughs> contracted Mr. Amber Murphy to participate in the ghostwriting collective of certain books on a freelance basis. Mm. Why does he always use 2012? Is there like some sort of legal I, change? Do you think that he made to the contracts or something that means he? No, always I uses think 2012? I think it no, genuinely think started in started. 2012. Yeah, like, that's, that's when Shade came. Yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, okay. By 2017, Miss Murphy had worked for HPL as a freelancer for approximately five years. Uh, in mid-2017, HPL, through Mr. Savola, engaged Mr. Murphy to carry out various tasks on behalf of HPL, such as coordinating the work of freelance writers, managing advertisements, and the payment of invoices. Yeah, uh, like you do. Next bit, I know, next bit <laughs> is not interesting. Uh, let's skip to the part where... Oh, is that the bit? This is, this is the one where it's got Amber's thing, right? Where she, she says that he's like a con man. Yeah, this is where he, where we get to. Yeah, so it says, pursuant oh, to the incredible. powers of attorney, Miss Murphy carried out tasks for HPL, including handling HPL's accounts with the Amazon entities, depositing revenues, etc. Uh, Miss Murphy was provided with the login credentials to the Amazon account. Uh, it says, in fact, Miss Murphy's role for HPL's financial affairs was purely administrative in nature. Mr. Savola, as HPL's sole director, retained ultimate authority as to HPL's business and financial decisions. Yeah. <laughs> and and now but we why? get now we get why? to um uh, what we talked about was that the um, Yeah, I think that was the episode that just had me and Chaz on where we talked about the NFA situation. Yeah. And guess what? It comes back. <laughs> Hooray! Yeah, it, it's um I thought it was just like details that was like color, you know, some Carlos background, but um it's actually relevant to this case, which I think is very yeah. funny. <laughs> HPL also issued the powers of attorneys because most banks refused to open an account with Mr. Savola as the signatory due to its <laughs> unrelated regulatory challenges, which are ongoing with the National Futures Association, the NFA. 
a self-regulatory <laughs> oh organization for the U.S. derivatives industry. Your Spe- Honor, the defendant is a scumbag. <laughs> Specifically, uh, Carlo, in 2009... Carlo can't, a, Carlo can't set up bank accounts because of his history of crime. <laughs> In 2009, the NFA filed a complaint against Mr. Savoy in which it alleged that Mr. Savoy failed to cooperate with the NFA by failing to disclose documents concerning Mr. Savoy's offshore companies in the Virgin British in the British Virgin Islands. Uh, Mr. Savoy answered the NFA's complaint and denied the NFA's allegations. In any event, Mr. Savola offered a settlement with the NFA in which he agreed to withdraw from NFA membership and associate membership and cease being a principal of an NFA member and be permanently banned from NFA membership and associate membership and from acting a principal, uh, as a principal of an NFA member. In 2010, the NFA accepted Mr. Savola's offer of settlement. Unfortunately, <laughs> Mr. Savola's dispute with the NFA resulted in the database world check incorrectly reporting his NFA status as a negative indicator. The presence Uh of the red flag in the World Check database negatively impacted Mr. Savola's ability to open bank accounts because nearly all banks rely (laughs) on World Check from due diligence purposes. That's so sad. That's so sad that if you you commit massive um, financial crimes, then banks don't want to work with you. (laughs) Nothing was proven. It's just that he refused to give them the accounts, so he got banned because um, mm. he refused to 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 show anything. And he, he may or may not. Them. <laughs> he may or may not have been involved in a very large fraud case um, <laughs> involving some other people. But you know, I'm sure he is innocent, and the yeah. banks are unfairly punishing him for 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 mistakes. And then it made. says in May 2020, HP had terminated its relationship with Miss Murphy. Um, revoked her authority to access any of HPS accounts and funds. Uh, and funds. Unfortunately, following her termination, Miss Murphy has attempted to steal HPS business, including <laughs> legal rights to the Bella Forest books and associated revenues for herself. Oh my to god. To do so, so Miss Murphy up. has engaged in a global campaign of fraud and deceit. A global orchestrated campaign. in an attempt <laughs> to convince third parties, such as HPS financial institutions and the Amazon entities, that Miss Murphy is the owner and or manager of HPL and is entitled to control over its assets. Uh, among other fraudulent and or c- indeed criminal acts, Miss Murphy has forged documents purporting to evince mm. her ownership and control of HPL. Uh, and has submitted That's... fraudulent information and documents to financial institutions and courts in multiple countries. Miss <laughs> Murphy has also provided such forged documents to the Amazon entities. Citation needed on all of this. <laughs> yeah, this hasn't been this hasn't been decided, so you can't like this is an ongoing case. You can't say this is fact, unlike in a separate lawsuit, can mm-hmm. you? I don't think I don't so. Know. I mean, I think it would... Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, who knows, but... <laughs> this is this is what he's been alleging, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. And then there's I don't some think more... you can just... You can just go into court and be like, Your Honour, um, the entire case against me is fraudulent, and no, I will not be providing any evidence <laughs> to back up that claim. I it's fake. That's... I know because I'm right and she's wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh... Then there's like some more stuff about like the next few paragraphs about how the Amazon accounts are frozen now. And then we get to my favorite part. It's so good. <laughs> it says, in communications with the Amazon entities concerning the ownership of HPL, Ms. Murphy has made false statements concerning Carlos Savora. 
For example, on December 8, 2020, Ms. Murphy has falsely stated to the Amazon entities that Mr. Savola has a history of blatant fraud and that she was permanently barred from trading futures by the NFA for providing false and misleading information to an investor in the NFA. And then there's a link to the NFA ruling. Hell yeah. But in fact, now this, this looks pretty bad for Carlo, right? Like he literally admits in this one that or, or has that uh, Mr. Savola has a history of blatant fraud. But here's how he tries yeah. to refute this. This is so funny. But in fact, in response to a 2009 complaint by the NFA in which he denied any wrongdoing, Mr. Savola offered a settlement with the NFA in which he agreed oh. to withdraw from NFA membership uh, and be permanently barred from MFA membership and associate membership and from acting as a principal of an NFA member. In 2010, the NFA accepted Mr. Savola's offer of settlement. In other words, Mr. Savola voluntarily barred himself from the NFA as a part of a settlement with the NFA and thus was not permanently barred for providing false and misleading information as represented by Ms. Murphy. So no, just temporarily barred. No. No, I mean he was barred. What he's just saying here is that like it's it doesn't count because he came to a settlement with yeah, him rather than I, actually being like I wasn't fired, like, I quit. I quit. Yeah. This, this is so funny because he's just like, listen, that's not true. It was very, very slightly different. And I said it was fine and I'm laughing, actually. <laughs> it's just an incredible response to being accused of fraud. I, mm. it's, it's the, I'm not owned. I'm not owned. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't he have a history like, of blatant he didn't fraud. Just, I have just you don't some come blatant to a, frauds. You don't come to a settlement because you were innocent right i mean you could but like he, he, he came he didn't, position i mean he, he came to a settlement because they didn't want to have to like go through the whole rigmarole and he didn't have any sort of way of defending himself so they just sort of <laughs> agreed God. incredible just... that was the first thing and then the other thing um that happened, this was published like a few days ago on, on the Bahamas Court of Appeal uh, website, which is the ruling of like a second appeal um, <laughs> to anonymize uh, and or retract uh, judgments pertaining to this matter to protect the identities of the parties and Mr. Carlos Savoy and to prevent the disclosure of any information. Um, Can I read one of these out? Please. <laughs> um... So if I go from the bit where it says held. Yes. Okay, mm -hmm. so Carlos tried to um, um, get his name out of this whole case. Oh my God, it's so to funny. anonymize the trial. Anyway, this is the court's response. Held. Application denied. I will <laughs> hear the parties on costs and requests written submissions to be filed on or before 3rd of March 2021. It is a fundamental common law principle that cases are heard in public and full. Fair and accurate reports naming those involved can and should be published. It is known as the principle of open justice. The mere fact that the action discloses information about the financial affairs of a party is not sufficient to justify the exercise of a discretion to hear an action in private or to anonymise a judgment which should otherwise be made in public. At no stage during the hearing of the appeal by Murphy or the application by HPL and CSP for leave to appeal to the Privy Council was there any application made that the matters in the appeal court be heard in private, nor that the judgments handed down be anonymised. 
The judgments are already in the public domain. The hearings in the Court of Appeal were public hearings and the judgments were delivered in public. There is no compelling reason to now exercise our discretion to depart from the fundamental principle of open justice and anonymise the judgments or restrict their publication. No. <laughs> it got so owned. And it's so funny because I, I looked up this. It's like, what is it called? Discretion to anonymise. Yeah. Um, it's it's normally used for like minors. If like uh-huh. the names of minors appear in court documents or people yeah. who are like vulnerable. So but Carla was trying to use it to be like, please stop because people online keep finding the court case and like yelling at me yeah, on there's, Facebook. There's an effort of it on like the next page. Yeah, Chaz, um, you want to read the affidavit? Yeah, please. <laughs> oh, where, where's the link? Uh, it's on. It's further up the chat. It's not that far. Uh, affidavit. Is it thirteen? Uh, yeah. Yes. <clears throat> HBL and CSP's justification for the order now being sought is found in the affidavit of Dajon Roll. They say that the orders are necessary because. The fact that the the aforesaid judgments are readily available in Google search engines will create problems from, sick, the company when dealing with bans and could create a situation where (laughs) banks are hesitant to maintain accounts on behalf of the company. He further said that the HBL and CSP and Mr. Savola will face harm if the COA judgments are not anonymized and or redacted. He also said that if the COA judgments are not anonymized and or redacted, this would be prejudicial to the interest of HBL and CSP and Mr. Savola, who are entitled to have their financial affairs remain confidential. <laughs> to have their entitled to have their financial affairs remain confidential and not placed in the public domain. No. Okay, Mur- so the thing is, if I want Murphy my- opposes this allegation, and Anne Spacker has adopted a neutral position on the allegation. <laughs> Personally, if I wanted my financial affairs to remain out of the public domain, I would not... um, (laughs) Stop complaining about Uh it. Yeah, I would do literally anything else than what Carlo has spent his entire life doing. I love the detail that uh, Amber opposes this anonymization. Like, that's... (laughs) so funny. Like, it's almost as if one of the parties uh, stood there much worse in this than the other one in in the public (laughs) perception and let's read a little bit between the lights here like where where the effort of it starts with the fact that the aforesaid judgments are readily accessible on google search engine will create problems (laughs) from the company i think this is what happened right like they when when the when this whole like lawsuit thing started in like august Mm -hmm. uh they were like oh this is uh, they were like s- saying some other stuff on social media, right? Like it's mm. because of an un- um, publishing issue or whatever, an issue with Amazon, whatever. Uh, the books are on hold for a bit. They just did not expect anyone to actually look into it, to actually like yeah. Google the name of the company. Um, they didn't expect anyone to find it. And now like, with... Unfortunately, we exist. Yeah, unfortunately, we exist. Because <laughs> after we published the episode uh, and we made it public, some people uh, on Twitter found it and they posted it in one of the Bella Forest Facebook groups. And then Carlo, mm-hmm. like the Bella Forest official account, uh, showed up in the group and started uh, to pick fights with uh, everyone in the group. And they noticed that nobody believes their claims. They noticed that nobody believes what... Carlo is saying uh, 
about this. No, everyone is on Amber's side. And I think mm-hmm. I think that's where he got scared. <laughs> yeah. The time is mean, turning. We we saw when he he uh filed this application, right? Which was like Yeah. Yeah, we were I like, oh, the court we, hearing we is up, next week or in two weeks. Like, we, yeah. we record an episode. Uh, yeah, um, like, because we weren't sure what it was, but it, yeah, we sort of figured it was this anonymization thing, which yeah. it, it is just very funny because what he's dealing with now is the fact that he's sort of detonating a lot of goodwill that there is towards him as yeah. the Bella Forest owner and it is not helping his case and he is not he's reaping so hard (laughs) (laughs) because what it means is that now even if he wins he's still kind of fucked right yeah (laughs) because everybody knows everybody knows and what I love about this is the implication that it's also gonna drag down all of his other probably fraudulent business endeavors (laughs) That's... Yeah, because he's already he's already got this NFA thing, which is like yeah. fucking with him and makes it difficult for him to like open bank accounts. <laughs> and I I think it's very funny because um, there's a bunch of websites online. If you Google Carlos Savola, that there, there's all these like weird articles that he's like written about himself on like various domains. And I wonder if that is partly him trying to like bury that sort of stuff um, on Google search. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how this could affect his other endeavours, at least the ones he lists on his LinkedIn. And just picture for a minute, you're a police officer in Bulgaria. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and and you're, you're in a bit of trouble. You know, you've done some police brutality, whatever. Who do you go to? You go to your police union, the Bulgarian police union. And, and you're sort of talking to the boss. You say, hey, how's my case coming along? And he puts his head in his hands and says, well, I can't really focus on it right now because I'm currently in the middle of a lawsuit um, <laughs> regarding the publishing issues of a teen romance vampire series. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. This God. is such a huge hour for Carlo. Like, I know. It's, it's I'm just not, so glad that it happened because yeah. it's incredible and it was completely like avoidable and he didn't have to do it at didn't all. Have to do and this. he just he's just made it like easy to find again, you know, yeah. like now it's just like shot back up to the top of the search. Yeah. He's uh, he's made it so <laughs> much worse. Like now there's two uh court cases on the Bahamas website that are readily searchable if if you search his name. Yeah. <laughs> and like in both of them he takes a big L (laughs) I don't know if this is gonna like this is not like directly related to the publishing issue right this is just about the anonymization so I didn't expect that to end up being so entertaining yeah it just he just sort of walks into rakes all the time like he can't help it Um, it's the same with all the Facebook stuff like being threatening and abusive on like private groups of like Harley Merlin fans and whatever. Like the core and fandom. Like, you, the core you fandom don't of have the to do that. Media you can just that not respond. And I think it's the same impulse that makes him like respond whenever anyone DMs him and yeah. be like, oh, it's a rogue employee and she's sabotaging it. Yeah, I think it's very funny. She's in a quote. That I think it's very funny that he claims in his DMs um, and in other places that there's like no contact with her and she's fled and she's being like 
searched for by the FBI. Whereas in this, she's just like there. Yeah, she's directly like, responding. Just, just responding and being like, yeah, don't anonymize. I'm fine with it. Um, yeah. Like one of these the responses dude. is from December 2020. So yeah, <laughs> that was like a month after he was all, oh, the FBI is searching her. She's in a cult. She's been brainwashed. She's gonna have to answer for her crimes. <laughs> The crimes she's are just around. Down, she, she, she is just she is just around and she's responding. So I mean, I imagine the other court case is ongoing, um, wherever it's being held, Can which I'm still not sure about because it's it said in one of them that it was being held in the Cyprus Supreme Court because that's where it's based. But like, it's really hard to search the Cyprus stuff because it's all in like Cyrillic. So I don't know, Greek. But <laughs> well, yeah, wh- whatever. <laughs> It's in funny letters. <laughs> um, can I? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Can I? Um, I I want to read out this Facebook post. Um, <laughs> sorry, mm-hmm. it's the one <laughs> on the book club for Bella Forest books, and there's many great posts on this on this Facebook page. Great it's, page. It's a great page. Um, if you enjoy posts, I recommend joining. Um. But this was just posted from somebody who knows about the court cases um, and has apparently read as much as we have. Um, and it just wrote the, f- <laughs> the funniest post on it that is it just sends me every time I look at it. Um, mm-hmm. So if, if you will let me, I would like to do a reading of this now. Please. Okay. okay. So, I have been a huge Bella Forrest fan since she just started the SOV series. I have been reading all of the court case files to this point, and one thing that just (laughs) keeps going around and around, what well-rounded businessman (laughs) (laughs) names a company Hot Pancakes? That sounds to me like something a 20-year-old would name Get his ass. Damn. (laughs) I'm... And considering it was formed in 2013 and she was 20 years old at the time, I mean, Mm -hmm. doesn't the name alone speak for itself? Not to mention the judge already said she has ample evidence to prove it. She was 20 years old and already mega successful. Question mark there. (laughs) Why why wouldn't she hire a consulting firm to help her? Again, Why wouldn't she try and dodge taxes by getting some Google search tax avoidance company involved? I, for one, at 20, had no clue how to many things, let alone run a multi-million dollar self-publishing firm for her books. She wrote 30... When I was 20, all I knew was I had money and I didn't want to pay taxes. <laughs> she wrote 30, he wrote one. Who is the real talent? Just, oh my god, he didn't write it. <laughs> no, it gets it gets better. And I mean, come on, how many people really think that a guy can come up with as many females' oh. point of view when they fall in love? <laughs> yes, they guys have their views, but they contract <laughs> ghostwriters. <laughs> and the first gender games book was the worst Bella wrote. I only Damn, come on. <laughs> I only finished the series because I was and always have been a committed Bella <laughs> fan. Now we know why it was so bad. <laughs> Sorry, this is all my opinion, but I just cannot believe a grown man would name a company Hot Pancakes and write one book. Let's not forget. Uh... <laughs> Men don't even eat pancakes. Why would a man call yeah. Hot Pancakes? Men will. 
men will literally have their views and contract ghostwriters instead of going to therapy. Yeah. God, it's so true though. I love the implication here that men so have never written a female character without no. pulling in a ghostwriter. <laughs> they can't do it. Not in love. How they don't know what it's like to be a woman in love, something which is definitely represented by Bella Forrest books <laughs> and is exactly accurate to how it is to be a real life woman who is in love. But um all of this inspired me to open up the gender games which I have on my on my oh, kin- nice. my Kindle. And I just oh, want to yeah. read two paragraphs to you. Three paragraphs to you. Um so this is the this is the book Carla wrote. <laughs> this is book this is in, Carla wrote. Yeah, this is in chapter one. Um, okay. The the main character Violet um, is on the run from something. I skim read the first bit. I was looking for funny things, and this is funny. Um, <laughs> this would be my third home, if a detention facility could be called that. In five years, a textiles factory deep in the countryside, about twenty miles from here, had been my first and a sewage plant on the other side of the city by Vale River had been my second. A flour mill certainly beat that latter. If I managed to keep myself in line here for the next two years and successfully complete my seven-year incarceration period, I would be on track for reintegration into the city a few days after my 21st birthday. Whatever life the court expected a girl with no family to live after having spent her adolescence locked away from society. And I had better not slip up. I'd already rebelled against the court at the age of 11 by committing obstruction of justice and after being convicted of... <laughs> Sorry. Maybe, maybe Carlo did write this. I've got to get through this sentence. <laughs> and after being convicted of woman slaughter, albeit... <laughs> albeit involuntary via the use of a weapon even if it was a dinner fork a few years later there would there would be only one fate left in store for me if I didn't get through these next two years without first degree infractions I would be straight to the city labs where I would be put painlessly to sleep without further trial or consideration that sounds fine there would be Um, not yet not yet there would no (laughs) there would be nobody to miss me I suppose I no longer had my younger brother. He, <laughs> man, we gotta read this series. He'd we been gotta. flagged as excessively domineering in the matriarchy screening lab when he was eight, oh my God. and consequently <laughs> deemed an unfit member of Mattress's peaceful society. A score out of oh five of five for both aggressive tendencies and insubordination was essentially the kiss of death for any mattress-born boy. Tim was a slave in the coal mines in the deep north now. Or so I'd been told. <laughs> you ever kicked out of society for being a daddy dumb? God. We're going to have to read this. I, I know. I was really... Tra- it was the the inclusion of the word woman slaughter just really... Woman slaughter. Yeah, we're going to have to either do like a live reading or this or like an episode about this. We're going to have to do something with the gender game. Like now that it is tied this uh, closely to the entire Mm. uh, Carlos situation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Also by the fact that hardcore Bella Forest fan says it's her worst book. That is... is... Yeah, I would love to know how it can be worse than she does about that one. (laughs) Oh, impressive. I, I love the brain that will say, there's no way 
a man would a, 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 a businessman would come up with the name hot pancakes a well-rounded businessman well-rounded businessman <laughs> but they will believe that he wrote gender game just because they didn't <laughs> like that book like yeah he said he did yeah he he will lie about creating the company but he won't lie about writing the gender game no that would be wrong <laughs> um yeah <laughs> oh The the one last thing that happened was in January, um, some random account with like no followers and only following <laughs> us and Lucy <laughs> uh, responded on the on the Twitter uh, to one of our posts about Bella Forest saying I know stuff, um, and then I and then I panicked and blocked him and then I unblocked them because I was like that's stupid and I said what stuff and then he said about Bella Forest ask Ellie Bennett um which very sinister thank you <laughs> just extremely funny though I mean not not to, it's very sinister but like why is this us like what <laughs> like if you told me get here. I know if you told me a year ago that um through podcast related crimes we would be deep in the midst of an investigation into um a shady uh businessman and also receiving messages from people on twitter saying contact this person like, I, <laughs> like <laughs> it's great though i mean um, ellie is just the person who posts the links in the facebook Which is interesting because I I was convinced, like genuinely convinced, that this was Carlo when it first responded. Yeah. Mm. Uh, just because the face, the profile picture, just kind of looked procedurally generated. Yep. <laughs> Which, if that is just his face, I'm so sorry. But, uh, but also the fact that he like followed no one, and I was like, is he gonna just tell me Carlo stuff? But then he directed me towards Ellie, who's like an amber you know, Stan, I guess, or on Amber's side. So yeah. I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, I, uh, maybe I will say we gained one one dollar patron uh, who was someone in the Harley Merlin uh, Merlin fans group who was also like following the uh, situation around uh-huh. around this lawsuit and I thought they're gonna be like, you know, they're just curious about this one, that one bonus episode, but they still, they're still on our Patreon. So I, I'm giving you the biggest salute if you're still listening to this <laughs> and came to us yeah. through Harley Merlin, Bella Forest. I noticed uh, so she's funny. also following us on Twitter. So very Great. cool. Yeah. Genuinely. Very funny. I just, yeah. Weird audience. I'm not predicted by me, I think. Uh, this is this is the audience we would be connecting with is Bella Forest fans on Facebook. <laughs> But incredible shit! Like I can't wait for there to be more updates. It's it's the sort of I said before. I think it's the sort of court case that takes like fucking years. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's the sort of thing where you, you know, there'll be ruling and then there'll probably be like appeals depending on who wins. Um, and it will probably just keep going on. Um, but, you know, if, if anyone hears anything or like, you know, finds any interesting research, then you should, you should send it to us so we can like add it to our knowledge, yeah, please. you know? Yeah. And don't be like, don't be coy about it. Don't be like artificially generated, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. That's very spooky. Just say, I know something. Just like, 
contact us like a normal person. <laughs> We're not gonna write you out to the FBI. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was saying. I think I said before. I don't know if I said it on the podcast or just in private. That it's almost it is reassuring that everyone talks about it on the Facebook because it means that Carlo is yeah. less likely to sue us specifically. <laughs> um, for libel because we can be like it's bad reputation like how many people are talking yeah, about yeah fucking <laughs> lord of the rings meme never thought i'd be fighting alongside <laughs> better forest facebook fans <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, oh so good i do okay. still love the energy of of all the posts who are like who know what's going well, on and they're still like I just want them to be over with this. I just want them to publish the next Harley book. I'm running out of books to read. I I really yeah. am fascinated by the way some of these people engage with literature. Like yeah, like some of them. The number of posts that have been like, has anyone got any other authors? And it's like, what? yeah, there's so <laughs> many authors out there. You can read anything. <laughs> you can read so many books. They're like, I've read all ninety two. Uh, Shade of or ninety one Shade of the Vampire books and all the Percy books. What now? What other books are out there? <laughs> it's like, listen, if you just like go through the Amazon romance list and go to some good reviewed ones, then there's probably like thousands that you could read. Yeah, <laughs> and they would probably be more or less identical to to Bella's books, um, although maybe less weirdly casual. But who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, should we read a chapter? Yeah. Yeah, let's get there. So yeah, thanks, thanks for listening to updates, and we'll, we'll now read your favorite uh, heart spell. Yeah, the this best is a big giga update, and I also have a really long chapter that I wrote. So hell yeah! Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is going to be return. a long episode, but you love it, and you've been waiting for heart spell oh to come back, so you deserve it. Yeah. Didn't want to get all caught up in your blood, but you're a killer out. For blood. This romance is so automatic. Or maybe it's psychosomatic. Immortal incantations. Infernal affectations. Immortal chapter to write like as i alluded in the beginning but yeah i wrote you into a bit of a corner with the last one yeah <laughs> i sort of wanted to do like last time on heart spell and then just read random lines from previous chapters <laughs> just to like catch people up you know? last time on heart spell big wheel keep on spinning yeah big wheel you are sitting i was sweating now just joking calm down why so serious <laughs> why so serious <laughs> Wow, you really are 40. What Who makes it Irish? Bridge? <laughs> You're middle-aged. <laughs> hey, Emily, are you doing anything today? I asked her. Um, yeah, so they played cards last chapter. Um, excited to see where this goes. Are we ready? Let's yes. go. Chapter 14. I was running, running away from something. I was running through a maze. All the walls were made out of mirrors. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The entire time I heard a twisted, evil laugh. 
it sounded a little bit like this. <laughs> After what seemed like an eternity of running, I finally thought I'd reached the end of the maze. However, as I reached the light, instead of getting out of the mirror maze, I found myself in a hall of mirrors. No matter where I looked, I saw hundreds of my own reflection. I started walking closer to one of the mirrors, and that's when I realized it was my reflections that were laughing. Oh my god. Suddenly, I noticed something in my hand. A stone, its weight filling my palm reassuringly. My hand was moving on its own as I threw it. A mirror cracked. <laughs> then, another mirror. Slowly, cracks started showing on all mirrors, but my reflections were still laughing. Ha 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 ha! The sound was unbearable. <laughs> what kind oh my god what kind of twisted freaking psychopath would even laugh like this then I looked closer at my reflections my reflections no the cracks twisted my face <laughs> no the cracks twisted my face slightly turning it into a different face my heart sank as I recognised it Studi pie. The mirrors cracked again. Ed and Al. A cold... <laughs> a cold... <laughs> a cold sweat ran down my dream neck. Will the dead haunt me forever? It wasn't my fault, I tried to reason with myself, but I couldn't look into their eyes without seeing a look of accusation. Crack! Ed and Al's faces vanished. I looked around at the mirrors. All around me were familiar faces. <laughs> Twisted faces. <laughs> I saw my parents laughing. I saw Tanya and Horace. I saw Marco and Scorpio. I saw Amelie and Kaylee. I saw Uncle Dominic. Ha 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 All of them laughing. Their voices adding together to an unbearable noise until I couldn't stand it anymore. I screamed, stop! And they did. The sudden silence was almost more disturbing than the laughs from earlier. The faces were all still there, fixing their inescapable gazes on me. Their mouths slowly curling to a grin. Then, with a sudden loud noise, all of the mirrors shattered. No. All but one. One singular laugh started coming from the remaining mirror, quiet first, then growing louder. Slowly I walked towards it, scared and anxious to find out whose face got the last laugh. <laughs> but deep in my heart, I knew it could only be one okay. person. Luke. Mm. Oh. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> 36 hours have passed since Felix's disappearance. I started increasingly worrying about how long we'll be able to keep the truth under wraps. The story Tanya made up of Felix having a convention engagement should be able to buy us a few days, but sooner or later people will notice his disappearance. I remember something Kaylee mentioned in passing a few days ago. Studio Pie uploads a vlog every day! He's so cool! If this was true, mm. millions of his fans would start investigating when he suddenly stopped posting. Luckily, Kaylee hadn't noticed anything fishy yet. I was secretly hoping that she'd unsubscribe from his channel after she saw his reel beside the other night. After all, even if StudiePie wasn't dead, he'd still be a bad influence on an impressionable teenager like Kaylee. I couldn't help but wonder, if StudiePie was the most popular witch tuber, what were the others like? All my life I tried to keep toxic influences out of Kaylee's life. But have the most toxic influences all been inside her phone all along? <laughs> Don't worry, they're all trash. Another unasked for intrusion by Marco. However, this time I couldn't help but agree with him. 
He continued. Dan Shawson's problematic AF. He's worn wolf face in several of his old videos. He's gonna get so cancelled once someone picks them up. How, how do you even know about this, Marco? I thought you were middle-aged. Wow, rude. Also, I haven't been middle-aged when some of these people started that career. I've been there for the 2008 Magic okay. Net drama. Man, it got ugly when Magic Net user Dank underscore Merlin claimed to have... I never found out what Dank underscore Merlin claimed. There was a knock at the door. It was Tanya. Emergency meeting, Dominic's office, now. Good morning to you too, Tan. I tried to ease the tension. But Tanya's serious expression wiped the smile off my face. She leaned in closer and whispered, Haley, mm. I don't need you to t- t- I don't need to tell you to be careful about our secret, right? You mean <laughs> I dropped my <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> I, dro- <laughs> I dropped my voice to a conspiratorial whisper. Horus going beast mode? Don't worry, I'll protect this secret with my life. Tanya smiled at me, relieved. Good. Tell Luke and Marco to get to Dominic's office too. I'll get Oris and Amelie. As she was about to leave, she turned around and looked at me one more time, as if she just remembered something she forgot to say. You're a good friend, Haley. Okay. As usual, Uncle Dominic was the last one to arrive at the meeting. The air was tense in the room. Even Luke gave up trying to make quips as he saw nobody was in the mood for it. (laughs) Kaylee was staring at her phone as always, but something was off about her. It was like she had a puzzled expression on her face. <laughs> Unlike anything I'd ever seen of her. She just doesn't think. In an attempt to... <laughs> it was like she had a puzzled expression. In an attempt to distract myself, I looked at my own flip phone. I didn't have a smartphone like Kaylee, since I've always said I only need a phone to make phone calls and send texts. I shook my head. Oddly, I've had no reception on my phone ever since we got to Iceland. Back when we were in Paris, Jenna used to give me updates on how the bearded dragon was doing in my absence every few days. Reading her text or listening to her voice memos had been a reliable way of calming myself down from the excitement of the hunt for demon portals. This recent lack of communication had just been adding to my general anxiety since we landed in Reykjavik. Whatever I thought. I'm sure she's doing okay. (laughs) Good morning, team. Uncle Dom entered, more cheerful than I expected. Hope you all had fun during our stay in beautiful Iceland. You enjoyed the sights, eh? We exchanged some nervous glances. Finally, mm-hmm. Amelie came to our rescue. The hot springs are magnifique, she said, exhaling cigarette smoke. Kaylee and moi had a wonderful time. The tension in the room eased immediately. I wondered if Amelie was even aware of what an impossible task she accomplished with such ease. Good, good, said Uncle Tom. Smiling as he took his seat. But it's time to get back to work, innit? <laughs> Suddenly his voice turned more serious. As you may all have noticed, Felix Studipi Hexenson has left a few days ago. I tensed up. How much does he know? I tried to shoot a sneaky glance at Tanya, but her face didn't give away anything. He continued. SDP's departure was abrupt and unannounced, but not uncharacteristic for him. After all, he's the wa- <laughs> he's the rare witch fluencer who is even bigger on normie YouTube than on MagicNet witch oh my God. <laughs> Shortly after he left, he texted me that he had an urgent appointment at Tanacon. The fake text Tanya hacked, I reminded myself. 
it seems like everything is going fine as could possibly be expected. But then, why do Tanya and Horus look, still look so tense? However, Uncle Dom explained after dramatic pause, we have reasons to believe that his visit to Tanacon isn't strictly career-related. <laughs> I have personally observed and calculated the demonic behaviour patterns in and around Rekuvik, and ran my research past Tanya as well, who did her own calculations. Both of us... He looked at Tanya, who nodded. Both of us arrived at the same result. This is the highest concentration of raw demonic energy we have encountered on our mission, more than three times as strong as in Paris. And it all centres around one place. The Jolfensons Gat Convention Centre, known for hosting <laughs> Tanacon every year. A cold sweat, A cold ran, sweat down ran down my neck. My neck. <laughs> this is bad. This is very, very bad. If we go to Tanacon, keeping Horace's dark secret under wraps will become near impossible. But at the same time, we can't just not go. My musings were interrupted by Luke letting out a hearty chuckle. <laughs> That's so on the nose. Everyone looked at him confused. Jolfensen's got, he explained. That's the devil's hole in Icelandic. <laughs> Since when do you... I started asking, but Luke already knew what I meant. Duolingo. I had nothing to do on the plane while you were sleeping. He smirked. Store your halda from us newest. I instinctively understood what oh that God. meant. Big wheel. Keep on spinning, Marco interrupted, sounding unusually mean. Let's get back to work, guys. Right, as I was saying. Uncle Dom tried to seize control of the conversation again, but he oh couldn't God. get any further without being interrupted again. This time it was Kaylee, disclaiming matter-of-factly, He's live-streaming! A feeling of oh. horror creeped up on me. No, 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 no! It can't be, it's got to be someone else she's talking about. Dane Shawson, or Paul Logan, or Mike... <laughs> or Mike... Mikey Plyer. Um, oh, right, okay, I'm going to try and read this now. Uh, <laughs> have, have all the fjandjumab from Thalmit Pogchamps. I don't know how to say any of these letters. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I heard an all-too-familiar voice scream out of Kaylee's phone. That means what the F is that <laughs> my pog champs. I was barely able to perceive Luke's voice, providing helpful translations. I couldn't help but think back to last night and StudiePie's chilling, twisted laugh in my nightmare. And still, the image of Horus chomping down on Felix's flesh, raw, bloody meat, lived as just as vividly in my mind. I was unshakably certain that StudiePie was as dead as a slab of rock, but then how can he livestream on Twitch? As I watched the live stream, horrified, I couldn't shake the feeling that StudiePie's stare into the camera lasted just a second too long. It seemed as if he stared directly at me, the gleam in his eyes showing the same cold, evil joy I saw in my dream. And then there was something else. Something nagging at the back of my mind. Something I felt is terribly important. Something I have been overlooking despite being there hidden in plain daylight. Like a quiet scream from my unconscious trying to get my attention. Yet every time I tried to grasp it, it slipped away. Am I still dreaming? Somebody pinch me, please. God, tell me that I'm still asleep. I don't think it's going to be that easy, witch girl. If this is your nightmare, then we're all living in it. I could barely pay attention for the rest of the meeting. It went as well as expected, I suppose. We agreed on leaving for Tanacon early on the next morning. 
It would be challenging to try to close a portal in the midst of a busy convention, but we just have to try to evacuate as well as we could. I just let the details of the plan drone in on me. My mind was still occupied with the chilling images I saw of an improbably alive Studio Pie screaming incomprehensible words, somehow seeming even more sinister than I remembered him. What the frick is up my pock champs? What dark meaning lies behind these words? What coded message could he have communicated with this made-up word, pog champ? A champion of pogs? I remembered pogs being those juice caps from the 90s. Juice. O.J. Simpson. Murder. Was he trying to communicate that he himself was murdered? But he overcame death, thus becoming a champion? I'm gonna have to ask Tanya about this theory, I thought to myself. I met Tanya in her room. She barely even reacted to me entering. I looked at her closer. She had a glass in her hand, in front of her a half-empty bottle. My heart sank as I read the label. Uh, oh, okay, I, two seconds. So this is, it says Russian, but you've written some of this in Cyrillic. So that's a ya, I think. So that's yashi. Yasha. Because uh, the, the last letter is an I. So yashi vodka. <laughs> <laughs> That's so unlike her, I thought. I've never seen her drink before. What the heck is going on, Tan? I asked. I I assume you didn't hack the live stream to make it look like Felix is alive. Tanya looked at me, distraught, then shook her head. No, 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 Haley. I didn't hack the live stream. Then it's true? He's alive? Tanya got up to fetch in the glass while I was talking. No, she replied pouring vodka into the glass. The Felix we knew, the Felix that was on the plane with us, is dead. Of that I am certain. She handed me the glass. Drink. I took the glass from her and started sipping on it. (laughs) (laughs) Then what? I asked. Who? What did we see on that live stream? Tanya shrugged. Could be a shapeshifter. Some witches can shapeshift, right? I suppose, I replied hesitantly. I, I wasn't convinced. Why would someone do that? Why shapeshift into SDP out of all people? <laughs> Could be one of his witch troop rivals, Tanya said. But she didn't sound like she bought into it either. I don't know. It's just one possibility. Honestly, I hope that's it. The alternative. She paused. I didn't speak up, waiting for her to collect her thoughts. When she started speaking again, she spoke faster, more urgent. Have you heard of hyperrealthormic driftage? I shook my head. I suppose they don't teach it at school. There's not enough proof for it, really. It's more of a theory. There was a knock on the door. Oh, thank God, right on time. Come in. <laughs> the door opened. It was the last person I would have expected. Emily. Tanya laughed, seeing my confusion. Haley, may I introduce the world's leading expert on HTD? Amelie smiled a warm smile. Uh. Tanya has already filled me in on everything regarding the situation. Around Felix and what Oros did. I don't blame him. That vile Dominique, how can he treat a poor creature like this? (laughs) I felt a little pang of betrayal. After all, she was talking about my uncle. But I couldn't deny there was some truth to it. (laughs) So what's this then? This hyper-real thing? Thomic driftage. HTD for short. It's, well, it's a theory to explain some unexplained occurrences. Deja vus, timelines that don't add up. Even ghost sightings. In my wizardation, I analyzed a large number of events and concluded that they always happened in moments of ithomic as well as sometimes demonic energies. I posited that these energies cause, as a side effect, 
driftage or a kind of glitch in the fabric of reality. Some effects can be glitches in the time continuum, people drifting out of existence, or sometimes people drifting sideways, creating, well, copies or doppelgangers. Our working theory, Tanya picked up from Emily, is that Felix drifted out of time when Oros killed him, and then drifted into the future and turned ways back into reality, creating a doppelganger at Tanacon. Okay, that doesn't seem that bad, I said. In a way, it's just an accidental copy of Felix that actually solves our problem, right? If there's a copy of Felix out there, then that means we won't have to worry about Horus being incriminated. Amelie's face turned serious. I wish it were that easy, but there's another aspect to my theory. See, because there's magical energy involved, doppelgangers created with HTD aren't purely neutral copies. Each doppelganger is fueled by the energy that caused the driftage. Put in more specific terms, positive thermic energy will create good copies. Evil magic or demonic energy cre- creates doppelgangers that are darker, more sinister reflections of their originals. The full gravity of what this would mean started sinking in now. Pie was already a vile, evil, pathetic man. <laughs> okay. How much worse can 2D Pie be? I shuddered just at the thought of it. Does that mean... We'll see, Amelie replied. It is entirely possible that my theory is way off, but Felix is still officially part of the task force. We are going to have to interact with him whether we want it or not. She lit a cigarette. (laughs) I hope I don't have to say this, but I advise the utmost caution. Wait. Something dawned on me. This is already the third location of a demon attack. Could there have been... Could there have been driftage in Paris? Or in London as well? Emily shrugged. Possible. We simply don't have enough data. Haley. Tanya looked at me in the eye and squeezed my hand. I want you to think back. Did you notice anything out of the ordinary during or shortly before the last two attacks? I started thinking. Paris, Ed and L, Marco. No, I was blacked out for most of the Paris attack. If something glitched, I wouldn't have been able to notice. London, the finger, Michael Storm, <laughs> big wheel, keep the glass shattered on the floor. I, I'm sorry, I need to go. I feel sick. Without missing a beat, I ran out of Tanya's room, back into mine and Kaylee's room. Luckily, Kaylee wasn't there. I wouldn't have wanted her to see me like this. Fuck! Sorry, carry on. (laughs) How? How could I have been so stupid? How did I not realize earlier? It was all there, all in plain sight. London. (laughs) The bearded dragon. Me and Luke noticed there was something wrong at the London Eye, so we took the tube. Then, Luke saw Scorpio and his gang. We split. Me going towards the eye, Luke following Scorpio. Later I met Luke beaten to pulp in Covent Garden. I accompanied him to the hospital and then he came along with us to Paris. It all checks out. Clean timeline. And yet. And yet, in London, after we already split up, when I was at the London Eye, Luke was there with me for a few seconds. I took out my phone again. Maybe this will calm me down. Oh, thank God I thought the reception is back. Five new voice memos from Jenna. I opened one at random. Jenna's carefree voice immediately grounded me in reality again. (laughs) Hi, Haley. It's me again, Jenna. Just wanted to give you another update. Business is going. Great. We sold out all the copies of Witching for Dummies. 
you're gonna have to give me a raise when you're back. <laughs> but seriously, I miss you, Haley. I hope your mission is going well. Oh, and by the way, Luke came by today to pick something up. He said hi. I gotta say, his new look is great. He's wearing black eyeliner now and a leather jacket. I love the bad boy look. <laughs> Reminds me of Peter Parker. <laughs> oh my god. But weird, I thought he left with you. Oh my god. Oh my god. Luke's shadow self. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, In- first of all, I hate... I hate that you've brought Studify back <laughs> after I went all to, to all the effort of killing him. Um, also, um, didn't it say that he left on a plane to go to Tanacon? Is Tanacon just in Iceland now? I thought he left on a plane to go to it, but I guess it's in Iceland now. We can do something with Thor I guess you can. to explain no, I think that. <laughs> any, any inconsistencies is caused yeah. by Thor McDrift. That's so funny. <laughs> it's like oh the the inconsistencies in this story uh creates an effect of discomfort in the reader you know they feel that something's wrong but they're not quite sure why so it's a literary it's a literary device (laughs) yeah this this like i i came up with like most of this at like 4 a.m while i couldn't sleep and i thought this is the scariest (laughs) shit in the world it honestly that's a really good ending for this chapter it's like a really good um, I didn't know where that was going initially. Um, it was a yeah. surprise, um, and then it ends on a cliffhanger like that. Is Jenna mm. okay? <laughs> well, she's not because we know that Jenna is just gonna die. Yeah. And like at the beginning of this, when she's like, "I'm sure Jenna is fine," like you know, <laughs> yeah, that's she's been, obviously gonna die. It's I mean, all been set up already, so it does make it complicated and like where the story is going now, like. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what, what are we concentrating on at the moment? And I, I have noted that once again, I am probably going to have to do an action scene, but that's fine. <laughs> no, you have to do a convention scene, which is yeah. maybe worse. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's like the first half of the action scene, and then Lucy has to do the rest of it this time. I don't mind writing a full um, action scene. You can just really pad it out if you want. I quite like yeah. an action scene. Um. Yeah, good stuff here, Janosch. Yeah, no, I hate you, but this is great. This is great. <laughs> I really didn't see the stuff, and the dream sequence was really nice in predicting that. Um, I, yeah, I didn't... apart from the the written out has, it was actually you know very very sinister. <laughs> yeah, I can um, never fully commit to like genuinely good imagery without like destroying it with a bad joke. <laughs> but it's because you're afraid of your own uh, power. To, yeah, Janos, your writing to the Joker is normal. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, when Marco is trying to tell him, when Marco is trying to tell Haley about 2008 Magic Net drama, is that based on me? Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. Just, just, just asking. I I do um, like to think of Marco being on all the online forums like during the misscribe debacle. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's what I was. <laughs> Yeah, there was like a shadow war going on with the magic side of the Harry Potter <laughs> fandom at the same time. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, no, let me just write a note to myself. Don't worry about it. Oh, I'm so um, excited. Um, yeah, I'm oh. sorry for like bringing back... A, I'm not bringing back Pie. I'm bringing back... I, I'm introducing the new character Pie. Mm-hmm. 
who's worse. Tudor Pie, I'm going to fucking kill you. Um, <laughs> I really like the sort of introduction of Dane Shaws and Paul Logan or Mikey Player. Um, <laughs> Mikey Player. Yeah. Has anybody building. warned Mikey Player about the Icelandic gangs? <laughs> <laughs> Dane Shawson documentary on Dane Shawson being at Tanacon being like damn this is such a this is such a disaster oh my god it's gonna be a disaster because it's Tanacon yeah ah oh, okay I need to watch some Tanacon videos beforehand yeah oh god I am not watching the Shane Dawson documentary don't watch the Shane Dawson documentary there's better Tanacon videos out there okay. I'll find one for you ugh this is Oh, the the, the laws really expanded here. I was genuinely curious Mm. at which point you're going to start noticing what's going on. I didn't, like, not until the very end. Uh, Not until she realizes it and does a vodka spit take. Which, by the way, I love that they're all just drinking neat vodka together. (laughs) Yash, yashi (laughs) vodka. (laughs) Yeah, I know you love the joke of, like writing two letters uh, the uh, way they look in Russian but yeah it's literally one of different. my favorite things which is why I love the movie <laughs> Bort so much um I just Bort. I just love it yeah maybe I'm gonna change my display it's name. very funny <laughs> Bort <laughs> oh I god what what did I this is just great I mean it's jokery but it's so good um mm-hmm. I really and I love any occasion where I get to crack out French voice <laughs> yeah i love that i love the expansion of amelie's character yeah. the fact that she did a, a wizard wizardation um what would you this do last minute beautiful stuff like, did- last night i was like last night i got up to um the the, the weird uh oj simpson disassociation moment yeah it's like a classic <laughs> 3 a.m thing for me to write and then I was like, okay, tomorrow I just have to write like little conversation with Tanya where, uh, uh, you know, and that's going to lead into the Luke thing. And I started mm-hmm. writing mm-hmm. it and then I was like, okay, what, what do I want to call this thing? Uh, I'm going to call it uh, hyperatomic driftage. <laughs> I, like and I was it. like, what if I brought in Amelie to explain it? We, oui. it was really good. We, oui. I mean, it's 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 good. It's economy of characters, yeah. you know. It's pretty pretty good. And like we already yeah. in my in the last chapter I wrote, I already uh, built up that uh, she's very smart. She got a, you know, she uh, is like an important witch academic or whatever. So mm-hmm. I hope everyone likes smart, sexy characters, oh, <laughs> but also smart. I really, yeah, really do. I mean, those are my favorite kind of characters. I know they're your favorite kind of characters. Yeah. So I'm, I'm also excited um, by this. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this is a good chapter. Um, good work, Anush. Thank you. Yeah. A great thing to come back to. This has given me lots of very great ideas for where this next chapter is gonna go, um, and I can't wait to, I can't wait to write it for you both. And I'm for so excited you, for you, our audience. Where you can build from this. Mm. I okay. mean, obviously, my instinct is just to immediately walk it back because that's funny to me. But also, I want to, <laughs> I want to expand on this. I think conventions are a fun storytelling device. I don't know if I've ever read a book with a convention in it. I've seen TV shows. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, like, I thought that could be, world, like, a you know? fun new direction for uh, for the Iceland bits to go. Because I had genuinely, like, that was the hardest part for me mm. about writing this mm. chapter. Like, as much as I loved the card game chapter, like, great Maybe. character moments. Loved it. <laughs> great, like, CW show uh, bottle episode. Oh, it really was. But it didn't give me, like, much of an opening to where to go from here and how the... Iceland attack is gonna get a different flavor than the uh-huh. previous ones. Yeah, no more like running around in city streets, yeah. you know. What if there's like a convention going mm-hmm. on? Yeah. And look, if like if like StudioPie was leaving with a plane to Tanacon, like that would be something. I feel like that's an inconsistency that like works well enough in like them not really knowing where the convention takes place, I guess. <laughs> um, do you guys wanna know? Um, in terms of NaNoWriMo's, um, like, novel-length guidelines, mm-hmm. whereabouts we are. Where are we? So we are um, a very healthy 78% through. Nice. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> no, we're not at 70% of, uh, of the way through. No, we're not. Maybe for those shitty, shitty short NaNoWriMo yeah. novels, but not for our tour de force long... <laughs> The stand length novel. <laughs> I mean, because the NaNoWriMo one is like 50,000 words, which is, is like, that's like... T- it's like a long novella. Pages. Yeah. It's under 300 pages, probably. Yeah. So if we're aiming for 60,000, we're 65% done, which seems yeah. more on track that with... That seems more accurate. ...where yeah. we are plot-wise. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm excited to how this... To see how this story is going to conclude um and how it's going to set up yeah. the sequel we have like, a lot of plates juggling but like to be fair to myself i did also bring up like bring back like one of the strands that we dropped after setting it up the jenna stuff mm. so yeah i think that's good um i'm also really curious about yeah. if scorpio and dark luke are both in london i think so i think they should team up mm. oh fuck Oh, that'd be cool. Secret brothers, but they don't know they're secret brothers. But also one of them isn't even technically a brother because he's yeah. a Thormic clone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh my God, you're the clone of my evil brother. <laughs> no, my my half brother. <laughs> are we related or are we not related? Like, how does that even work? <laughs> yeah, I also deliberately let all of the Paris stuff open. So if any of you want to fuck around with... Uh, some oh my god i just had a really fucked up drifting idea. happening there. Going in my nose. yeah <laughs> how like how disturbing can i make oh, this as much as you want please do it the most okay i like I, I love to just have the grossest one chapters. of my favorite things about reading this is that there's always a, a very high degree of shock factor because i never know what you yeah. guys are gonna do um so <laughs> yeah i love it <laughs> Yeah, I think we're best if we're, like, boldly pulling in three different directions that then, like, uh, still still ends up being, like, one unified, very strange vision. Mm. Yeah. And I think... The vision is the best book ever made, which is what we're yeah. doing. <laughs> so, I think we're doing yeah. well. I'm obsessed with it, so... Good work today, yeah. guys. Yeah. God, I'm so relieved that you didn't hate this um... one. Like, I was... <laughs> There were bits writing in this chapter where I was like, I'm not really saying I didn't myself. hate it. I'm just saying it's good. <laughs> I can also settle with that. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all you're getting from me, Buster. <laughs> uh, I love it. It's so yeah. nice to be back into Heart again. I also have you seen. I know my heart it is spelled. <laughs> have you seen what uh, what our listener posted in the, the Heartsburg channel? Oh, was it? To, uh, I said I have finished Heartsburg chapter fourteen, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I really hope Felix doesn't come back to life as a ghost." <laughs> That's incredibly prescient. <laughs> Great, great stuff, I was stuff, extremely vain kid when I saw that. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay. <laughs> I'm so tempted. He's not a ghost. He's an echo yeah, interdimensional. He's a yeah, which is not a ghost. It's an evil yeah. clone. This is just this is just like Vampire Diaries, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It is. <laughs> I haven't even seen Vampire Diaries, so... So, yeah, but you know... Yeah, I, I know they bring every dead character back in uh, fucked up ways. So they also have doppelgangers. Hey, yeah. So yeah, who are just copies of people? They don't really do anything. <laughs> I mean, it's also kind of like Twin <laughs> just, Peaks if you just, think about they it. They look the same. Oh fuck! Is Luke's oh, is Luke's yeah. doppelganger going to be good at magic? I think so. Yeah, I li- I, like I won't that. say anything. I think yeah, I think he should be like much more capable at everything. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Like if Luke was an evil person, maybe he could succeed, but no. <laughs> if Luke had, uh, God, this would be like when if this was like a in the like TV show or movie version, everyone would be like, "Oh, Luke's actor can do shit." Uh, least favorite character, mm-hmm. and then we introduce evil Luke, and suddenly everyone is on board. What if evil Luke becomes on their side? Oh my god! Um, and then when real Luke gets possessed by the demon, everyone's like, "Well, this is fine. We have better <laughs> Luke and like demon Luke." <laughs> I am so also like this is oh a wealth of opportunities cool... for join the dark side, Luke as well. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Just like the idea of having like one continuity slip up early on in the book to become like a defining factor in the story is just so cool to me. Mm. It's part of the beauty of what we're yeah. making here is that it's it's organic, it moves, you know, there's no mistakes in the words of Bob Ross, you know, we're exactly. just painting with the mistakes. Yeah. Um, making them into a tree. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is exciting. Okay. Um join us next week where we will be doing a chapter that I've written and maybe we'll have any updates on Carlo. Probably not. I don't not. think so. It doesn't seem to be moving a lot at the moment, but you know, things just seem to happen. So <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think we're gonna get like one update a month at max. Yeah. But you know, we can we can, we can prod him and see what comes yeah. out. Um, <laughs> and that's fine. If we keep him going, you know, uh, only one update a month and it keeps you, our listeners, our little pay pigs, uh, giving us money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I love you. Yeah, and that's what we like. This we Valentine's love you. Day, I think I'd like to say a, a, a tender Valentine's I love you to all of our listeners. Yeah, oh, yeah to I our Patreons. Um, a Valentine's to our Patreons. And that is what this episode is. And we love you. Mm. Our heart spells for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> until, until next time, uh, I hope you have a great week. And I'll see you then. Yeah. Yeah. Big wheel keep on spinning. Big wheel keep on spinning. Big wheel keep on spinning.
And it does. Um, actually, okay. Janusz, could you just give us that in um, Icelandic, please, quickly? <laughs> Icelandic. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I don't speak Icelandic. I speak Faroese, which is basically the same. Yeah, uh, that's still more than I didn't. So recognize I can like put on an accent of what I think Icelandic sounds like. Okay. Storjol halda from a snowest. Damn, so true. Have been so unnerving And the dreams I'm having are getting disturbing We can't bring it all back to the beginning Long as that big wheel keeps on spinning, spinning Immortal Hey